0: Wait, that's a thing? Never heard of it. Oh, you have no idea. This is Haven Space, a safe place for fantasies. Brought to you by sex coach and researcher, Sarah Perry. Hi, folks. Uh, We're going to be talking today about um, Glory Hole Play, what it looks like, um, how to stay safe, Um, what type of etiquette people use? Yes, there is definitely etiquette that comes along with all kinds of different relationships and with arrangements that people make to engage in sexual contact. There's always consent, so communication for consent in spaces of glory hole play, for example. Um, we're going to talk about what categories it fits into, why people like it, what there is to like, where you can find it, where you can make this happen for yourself, and what that could look like also. Um, So let's jump right into it So glory hole play is essentially The idea that you could go to a location private or public Where you would sit in a stall by yourself um, sometimes accompanied typically by yourself and There are stalls next to you that have other people there who are also looking to engage in some form of sexual contact Um, There are holes between the walls or some type of partition, and there is a way that you can actually access each other. Um, sometimes just by looking and peeking in. Sometimes um, by actually inserting uh, your penis or your or having your mouth on the other side. Or your fingers also can be used in glory hole play, and. These also create um, all of these different um, fetishes that come up from glory hole place. So for example, anonymity is a huge part of it. The idea that the other person can't see who is there for the most part. There's a lot that you also can't see like the type of body they have, uh, what they're wearing, sometimes like facial hair, um, signs that we typically use to tell us if we think that someone is taking care of themselves don't really exist in glory hole play so there's a lot of secrecy there there's a good amount of voyeurism that goes along with it also um, because it's just a small opening into a different room a lot of times people like to use that space to peek in what on what other people are doing there's an element of voyeurism there there's also an element of exhibitionism if you actually are not looking to engage with other people, but you do want to be watched, or at least have the feeling that people could be watching without you knowing. It turns into something that could be very enjoyable, also, if that's what you're into. Um, glory hole play can be found in a lot of different areas. for For the most part, glory hole play started as a gay male activity. Um, especially in locations where it's completely unacceptable to be gay or in time periods where it was unacceptable to be gay this was a way for gay men to engage with other gay men and stay safe as far as identity concealment so you have to recognize like the history that comes behind that what what the repercussions of that are and why um a lot of the customs and traditions and etiquette rules for glory hole play have Stemmed from these interactions. So, a very common rule for Glory Hole Play, for example, is silence. There is no communication that takes place in Glory Hole Play, even if you invite someone um, to engage with you. It's all done non verbally. So, um, let's understand why those things happen. And recognize that there was a time when people were legitimately in danger for engaging in these types of behaviors. And so staying silent helped to conceal your identity in a way that could literally save your life and your career and your opportunities in the future too. Um, another element that some people might be attracted to is the element that there's um, a taboo, that there's... Um, some element of cheating that could be taking place. So um, in some of the etiquette rules that we will go over, there are people who specifically are attracted to the idea of a married uh, man or woman engaging in glory hole play and showing your wedding ring becomes part of the excitement and the fetishism that goes along with it. Um, so that's pretty interesting. What, what, uh, Why do people like it? Well, I think that people like it because it's kind of um, the objectification of somebody being used solely for the purpose of sex and sexual pleasure. A lot of times uh, there's extreme submission. People want to just receive um, pleasure and there's also people who just want to give it and actually not be compensated in any way for it at all. Contrary to popular belief, glory hole play isn't really uh, considered sex work, there's very few instances where glory hole play would involve any kind of uh, money transfer. It's mostly done for people who are um, just kind of into that scenario. I think that has an added element of um, arousal. The fact that people are engaging in this only because people want sex and sexual pleasure, I think has this whole other um, sexy side to it especially when it would be super easy to be transactional and to exchange money in this uh, situation people don't just because they don't want to so that's kind of interesting um another thing that people like about it i think is the fact that you're only going for one purpose um just to get sexual satisfaction and to leave because people don't know your identity and typically you don't have any kind of relationship with these people then you can be as kind of graphic raunchy as you would like and have no um link to the person afterwards so that can be attractive also um and then finally there's people that have insecurities and there's people that have internalized homophobia so if you're dealing with people who are engaging in same-sex um glory hole play a lot of times it's people that would prefer for people to not know including themselves would prefer not to internalize that this is probably a man on the other side and to just be able to go with the flow have the experience have the fantasies but never really know the person that was on the other side and therefore not have to deal with kind of the responsibility of the new identity that could come across from that but i should say that um the people that we are and the fantasies we have and the sexualities that we engage in don't necessarily define us and they certainly don't pigeonhole us into one thing that we now like so be very flexible with yourself in terms of having to come out or do a whole thing every time you find out there's something that you're attracted to you don't know if that's something you're going to be attracted to tomorrow it's not a phase that's not what i'm saying i'm saying we are cyclical we are fluid And um, things don't necessarily define you just because you wanted to engage in something one day or a specific thing made you feel aroused and you wanted to go for it. And that's not something you typically do. So I don't think we need to be as fast as to say, oh, by the way, I'm gay because I sometimes like to engage without knowing the gender of the person on the other side, okay? Um, where can you find it? So, Glory Hole Play is happening all around us. Um, there are a lot of sex shops that offer, um, kind of, um, screening rooms for pornography. A lot of times you have to pay a certain amount of money. Typically, it's very, very, very low amounts of money. I know of a location kind of in my area where they sell, um, sex toys and clothing and pornography. And they have a screening room that I think runs for like two or $3. And that's not a time limit. You just go back there. They're private screening rooms. You sit by yourself, but some of the screening rooms have glory holes in between. So look for those words, screening rooms. Look for the word arcade, video arcade, not video game arcade. But if you're looking at a sex shop and it says video arcade, that's what they mean. It's a private screening room. Most of the time, um, they don't want more than one person to go into one stall at one time, but that's not policed. Most of the time, it's in a separate room completely. Um, it's pi- part of the anonymity is the fact that even the person at the front counter has just seen you walk in, but actually has no clue what you went to do, if you engaged in Glory Hole Play, if you did, with whom. Um, it's kind of a very leisurely thing. Um, glory holes can also be found in some um, like trucks truck stops uh, gas stations sometimes but most of the time um, bathrooms will be will guarantee same-sex play simply because we tend to have gendered bathrooms in our society um, I have seen some locations where bathrooms that are single stall bathrooms will have it with another stall but um, what I'm saying is a bathroom that is open to anybody that is just a bathroom with a door and that locks can be can have a glory hole into a different room the problem is that logistically the way these things are designed it has to be extremely thin walls so it tends to be that they're not two separate rooms if you think about it being able to insert a penis or any kind of probe toy whatever would have to be either long enough or the wall be so thin that you actually get a solid amount of contact right um So if you're interested, go out, take a look. Um, The sex clubs in at least the Houston area, which is where I'm located, none of them have uh, Glory Hole Play. So, you know, interesting business opportunity if anyone's looking. Um, But also, they tend to kind of cater more to the fantasy of being with a person instead of a stranger that you actually don't even know who they are. Um, So let's break down the etiquette very quickly. So arcade rooms, of course, like I mentioned, are silent. So you're not going to be talking, you're not going to be negotiating consent with words. There's certain specific rules. Uh, One of the rules is that you lock the door. Just for your own safety, you walk into a location, you walk into a stall, you lock the door behind you. Um, The sound of that door locking also lets other people in stalls next to you know that you are staying standing up and not sitting down most of these have a sit down space standing up typically means that you will not be engaging with other people that you're just watching tv just watching a movie if you're sitting down acknowledging that you're a little bit more comfortable it can be pretty clear that okay maybe people are going to start watching you and seeing what you're doing typically people will look from the holes on the sides of the stalls one stall in the middle will have holes on both sides, if there are stalls on both sides. It's also really common to walk into a stall, lock the door, and then immediately hear the stalls on the sides, have people walk in and lock the doors. A lot of people walk around just waiting for people to go into stalls and then go into a stall next to them. To me, that kind of kills a little bit of the anonymity, but it's not like you're in brightly lit spaces anyways. Uh, Just I think people like to not waste their time. Um, and be sitting in a room when they don't know if someone's going to be next to them. So the next step is to, um, once you realize there's people in rooms next to you, you if you would like to receive, um, you would put your fingers through, one or two fingers through the hole and move the fingers up and down in the hole to invite the person to insert their penis or fingers through. And then whatever you do with that penis or finger is up to you if you are the the person um, performing like the help so blowjobs are fair game um, obviously intercourse is fair game the person on the other side doesn't really get to dictate what you do it's all up to you remember that theoretically people you could be hurting people um, but let's recognize that this is more of like a, an urban legend this is not a thing that people typically go around doing, sitting in glory holes, waiting to injure people who put their penises through, especially because there is a formal request for the insertion. So, uh, if you would like to use a condom, which I would, of course, highly recommend, seeing as how you don't know any of these people in the regular scheme of this, um, you place the condom inside of the hole. The hole typically has like a wall, so there's a place to like place it and then wait for the other person to put it on you can also refuse to do something if you do not like what's happening if you don't like what the person inserted if you didn't ask for a penis or you didn't ask for a finger and you'd like the other just don't touch it and then the person will retract if you are performing a service like say you're giving someone a blowjob and then you would like to the favor to be returned um, or you would like if you're a male if you would like to insert or if you have a penis, if you'd like to insert your penis, you can say, you can stand up, say nothing, and once the person realizes that you're done, then they will take their penis out and then, or fingers, and then you can proceed to insert whatever you want into the hole. If they do nothing, then you take it back out and you recognize that that was not a match for consent. They were not uh, open to also reciprocating, which is super common, recognize that a lot of people that go to these spaces literally have um, an agenda, that's what they're looking for. Sometimes their fetish is only to service and they don't want to be serviced in exchange. If you're unhappy with something, just stop what you're doing and the person will retract or will stop or will invite again with the fingers to ask you to come back. So all of these things are super, super um, kind of nuanced, but there is no like slapping away of something someone inserted or pushing it back through the hole just be kind and um, take a moment and they will kind of acknowledge what you're saying um it's also customary to um it's also customary to let the other person know if you're about to achieve climax especially if you're ejaculating you need to let people know that it's about to happen so there's typically a knock um people will knock when they're about to come and then that way you know what you need to do and if you're not comfortable with them finishing if they're not wearing a condom you're not comfortable with them coming in your mouth or coming on your body then make sure you prepare for that or just stop so that they can pull out and finish themselves super common for people to pull out finish themselves and expect you to be watching through the hole so most of the time they'll easily kind of show that for you um if you are wanting to be inserted in a certain way so like vaginal anal sex this is something you can do when you're on the receiving end and you just literally guide the penis or finger into whatever you want and put your body as close to the hole as possible so now that we've gone over basic etiquette rules and i should say also typically the person who has climaxed, will be the first person to leave the booth, and then you will wait about a minute or two before you leave the booth because that's part of the privacy agreement that has been established with this type of play. If you are unhappy with something that's happening and you would like to step away, you are also free to do that at any moment. Um, Like I said again, of course, nothing uh, painful, nothing uh, rude or abrupt because The edges of the hole tend to be kind of coarse also. So you want to make sure that you're taking care of people's safety in the process. Especially if you want people to continue to engage in this type of play at some other point in their life. You don't want to give them some kind of terribly traumatic experience. Um, If you want someone to join you in a room, the etiquette would just be to make eye contact, maintain eye contact, then walk into the room and close the door and don't lock it. If the person opens the door and comes into the room and locks it, then you know they're free to play. And then you can continue playing as you please, non-verbally, always. If the person opens the door and just watches you, then they are assuming that the invitation was for watch. And you can motion for them to come sit down next to you or just close the door and lock it. And then you've kind of communicated that that was not what you were looking for how to prepare for this. I think it's important to do a little bit of research about the locations in your area. Uh, Typically, there's a lot of um, online posts and blogs that will talk about it. There's forums that discuss specific locations, so I would recommend going and doing those for a bit. I'd recommend showing up with Clorox wipes or some other type of disinfectant because um, these places tend to be dirty. A lot of people hire 24 hour cleaning service people to walk around and clean. But as you can imagine, it's easy to get distracted no matter what, no matter why you're there. Um, I think that coming equipped with tissues, baby wipes also, so that you can clean up after yourself would be prudent and probably responsible. Um, Ways to be safe make sure you're following all of the etiquette rules. Do not insert anything into a place that has not been invited. So unless you've received like a two finger swipe, then don't think it's safe to put your penis somewhere. A lot of people go to these screening rooms literally just to screen movies. So um, if you have any other questions, of course, get a CD tested regularly, wear protection. Uh, You can use some type of dental dam also. But I think that overall part of the fun of these establishments is the fluid play. So come with that in mind, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And if you have any other questions, feel free to shoot me a message or um, post a suggestion for a way that I can continue this blog. Have a great day, guys. This has been another podcast of Haven Space. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Haven Space by Sarah and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Haven Space by Sarah. If you enjoyed this talk, consider becoming a patron and helping fund more talks like this in the future.